Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, BetOnline features live game, live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where we, of course, talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. Not only did he play professional baseball and that season just ended today, by the way, he also played in the uh, in the NFL and he was on that first uh, Super Bowl going team, Super Bowl bound team in Atlanta. What's good, my brother? You can say it. We lost. We lost. Hey, man, you was there. It's funny. It's funny because, and, and again, it's this is just an aside. People always want to clown somebody for losing, or or let's say you you, you get a television show and it gets canceled, or you yeah. it doesn't last for years, and all these. There's a myriad of things, but they never have the opportunity. It's you get there and you have the opportunity. The Buffalo Bills lost four times. But there's a lot of players that would have wanted to at least have the opportunity to win that Super Bowl ring. Oh, absolutely. And just like you said, just to be there once was amazing, let alone, you know, four times. And as you mentioned, you know, the Buffalo Bills, they get flack for never bringing the big chip home. But I'm like, do you realize what it took to get back there? Not yeah. once, twice, three, four times in a row. Yeah, I mean, come man. on. Oh, yeah. Man, so, <laughs> they so, got they got so tired with AFC championship rings. I thought the, the like by the fourth time they're like, just give us the money. <laughs> don't even want any more rings. <laughs> oh man, I heard that. So we are gonna we are looking ahead. We do this two times a week, so Mondays and Thursdays. On Mondays, we look at the game that just took place, and it's we record it during a kind of it's a it's a rapid rapid reaction in terms of what as the game just ended. And then Thursday, we look ahead to the the following opponent, and of course, wrap up some things that have happened during the course of the week. And this week's opponent is the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, but the Arizona Cardinals are coming off of a win, a 26 to 16 victory over the Carolina Panthers. And so we get into some of the, I don't want to say fallout from one player in particular, you know where I'm going with this one. Uh, but and then also look ahead to, to how we break down that matchup against the four and oh Philadelphia Eagles to see how that and, and the Philadelphia Eagles are coming to the Valley of the sun. I think there's going to be a lot of, whatever the colors that they, I mean, green and green white. Green and white, yeah. yeah. White and green. Because sometimes people say, no, it's it's not blue, it's baby blue. It's not blue, it's whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so the green and white coming to the to State Farm Stadium. So one of the interesting things that happened this week, and it just happened yesterday, Easy, and I'm sure you saw this, was that Andy Isabella was released. Yeah. Um, he'll be picked up on the, maybe on the, the practice squad or something like that, but he's been released. Second round draft pick really underperformed. And, and the thing is, he didn't ask to be drafted in the second round, but when you, when you draft it in the second round, there are certain, there are certain expectations that come along with that. Speed was one of his things, but he just couldn't catch the ball and it's mm-hmm. all kinds of different things that come along with that. But this is another example 
of a of a draft pick that doesn't pan out. What yes. was your reaction? And they picked up an offensive lineman uh, from the practice squad from the Raiders. And so what what was your thought when you saw this news come come through? You just mentioned it there. He he didn't look like a second round pick. Yeah. When you're thinking that high in the draft, you're thinking of, you know, on a team, here's the thing, there's not that many draft picks every year for a team. Seven seven rounds, you know. Yeah. So you mean you have to be very uh, specific with what you're looking for, what you're selecting. So the Cardinals pick Andy Isabella up in the second round. He doesn't look the part. He doesn't feel the part. He doesn't act the part and doesn't play the part. Mm. Now, who? I'll ask you this, Jay. Whose fault is that? Is it Andy Isabella's because he was selected? Did he fool you guys that much Ooh. in combine or workouts or whatever? We're talking about talent evaluation. Right. Everybody has a grade. Now, I would be interesting, interested in going back to see what other teams or, you know, we have those mock drafts and yes. things like that where everybody had Andy Isabella in their mock draft or where they had him, you know, in the you know, selected, what his um, draft grade was. Yeah. Now, if we hear a bunch of teams like, yeah, we had him, you know, second round, third round, then you're, you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay, you know, they just, maybe that's more on him. If you go to the, the, the let's go to the tape. Let's take a look at this. And you go back to the tape and everybody else had Andy Isabella as a sixth or seventh round pick or not drafted and could be picked up in free agency, then that's an error on the Cardinals. And we've been talking about this in terms of our draft selection, even this past draft, you know, you, you know, you whiff on first round pick trade that away. And I'm not going to call it a whiff. You did what you had to do. Okay. But then in the second round, you go get a tight end. We don't need a tight end. We need all kinds of other things. You know, that's like having a freezer full of food, out in the front, you know, in the garage, like all these steaks and stuff like that. You got no seasons in the house, right? <laughs> so instead of going across the street to the grocery store, what do you do? You call Omaha Steaks and get 20 <laughs> more pounds of meat. That's just stupid. I mean, you go are get some classic. <laughs> you ask, I'm just telling you. So, <laughs> but I mean, so Andy, Andy Isabella, I actually almost feel a relief for him. Mm. At the end of camp, you know, when they were they were balling them out, they were trying to see if they could get a look, you know, get him maybe get a cheap trade, you know, pull, pull a draft pick back or something like that. As it happened, obviously we had the the, the you know the Hopkins not being here for the first six weeks, so it was almost like, all right, Andy, come on back, you know, and you know, in six weeks we'll revisit this. They couldn't even get the six weeks in, bro. They were just like, but is that his fault or is it their fault? I would say it's a mix of both. Them right. for drafting him with their expectations, him for never living up to the billing. Even if he had been middling, I mean, we've yeah. seen we've seen a, a there's a there's a running back that comes to mind for the Kansas City Chiefs. I was watching the Sunday night game, and he was seventh round pick. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to say that if that the 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 likelihood of the probability of success for a seventh round pick is very low and slim. But you but it's a matter of. Your even if you were just average, I think that that would have been better, or at least made made that pick a little bit more, uh, a little bit more sound. I suppose if he had just been a middling average wide receiver, yeah. but he was, but he was less than that, unfortunately. The, the higher your pick, man, you look at some of these quarterbacks. The difference in expectations from a first round quarterback, and then you look at a Dak Prescott in the third round, or no, Dak might have been fourth. Russell Wilson might have been third, or flip flop right. that. However, it is. But you look at their expectations when they shine, it's like, oh my God, 
look that diamond in the rough that they found. Whereas a first round pick, you're looking at especially overall pick Baker Mayfield. You stink. I mean, there's you know, yeah. there's there's different expectations for where you're drafted, et cetera, et cetera. And we all know there are guys, bro, that didn't even get drafted. You run through the rosters of the NFL, which is a very unique league because I was like I said, with only seventh round, but you have 53 roster spots. There are going to be guys right. who never got selected. They, you know, free agent walk onto a practice squad next, you know, they're balling. Whereas yeah. in the NBA, it's like, you only got 15 roster spots, only two draft picks. Yes. But the, the likelihood of, you know, some guy that we never heard of all of a sudden becoming this massive superstar is, it's not as likely as the NFL because of the number of opportunities that the NFL players have, even though the life expectancy of, or the playing expectancy of Three, the players. Four so seasons, yeah. yeah, so it all evens its way out. But, you know, Andy Isabella, I'm hoping someone sees some value in him, picks him up, puts him on their uh, practice squad at the very least, and then gives him an opportunity to show us maybe uh, if used, utilized differently, mm-hmm. maybe he could have been an asset for the right organization. This was just not the right spot for him. Uh, you know, obviously with Hopkins here, AJ Green, you go out and you get Rondell Moore, uh, Marquise Brown. There are too many obstacles for him to, or too many things for him to overcome to be a superstar here. And maybe, just maybe, he didn't have the overall talent to do it in the first place. I heard, and I want your thoughts on something because I want to definitely get to the to your thoughts on this week's games, especially since you you do the car wash of podcasts and radio shows. <laughs> <clears throat> so I want to hear what's what's been said out there. But I heard on uh, ninety eight point seven uh, this morning, the morning show. They what if wouldn't wouldn't it be something if Andy Isabella gets picked up by another team? and starts to excel and live up to expectation and really starts to do his thing, that would be really an indictment of the, of, of the, either the, the development player development, maybe, or maybe the, pre, the I mean, it could be a myriad of things or different variables that come into play, but that's one of those things that you don't want. You, you don't want somebody to fail, but if you're the Cardinals, you're, 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 did we, did we, you're asking yourselves, did we try to get, do everything we could to get the most out of insert player here or whatever player that they give up on because if that player goes and excels, somebody got to get called to the carpet to be to to uh, to account for why that player didn't achieve greatness here. Yeah, I mean it's all about um, utilization, um, the opportunity you give a young man, and you know also what your expectations are of him. And if he goes somewhere else and 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 really flourishes. I would look back to the fact that maybe this wasn't the right environment for him. And it's also about player development as well. Jay. Right. You know this, yeah. if you're not developing these players or spending the time to develop them, and then you have these expectations for them, you know, in the end, unless you can, you know, sometimes you can sit back and say, man, we gave that dude every opportunity. We worked with him. We did this. He just never even grasped it. Or maybe he was lacking in the, uh, you know, the skills department that we thought he had. But as you mentioned, if he goes somewhere else and all of a sudden he's a, a vital part and all of a sudden you, you're looking at the talent and you're like, how did we miss on that? It's because we didn't attempt to either pull it out of him, develop him, or we didn't put him in the right position to be successful. And I'm very, I am, I'm not trying to call the Cardinals organization out, but 
from what we've seen to this point, even with the, the way they operate, practice, at least this regime, it doesn't look like a place where you even have a whole lot of opportunity to develop. It's like, you nobody- know what, you're leading me into my next one. So I'm going to jump right in. Is. Here's the thing. So we talk about Kime all the time, and this is something that is kind of based upon it. We talk about Kime all the time, but if you're the, let's say you're the CEO or you're the head of marketing, you're the head of finance, whatever it is, you're bringing in people to be able to do underneath you to build your team to, 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 uh, to, to fill certain roles, right? So if you're Kime and you're trying to, and you're the GM, and the people that you bring on your staff to be able to evaluate talent, et cetera, because while as a GM, your part of your role is to be able to let's to be an Italian a talent evaluator to some extent. But though, is it the are we questioning some of those you know those right those ones right below them uh, like a, what an Adrian Wilson or something like that, and even those that are below them that are the, the scout teams and things like that that aren't necessarily. They're not living up to the to what's expected of them in their roles. Could that be the case as well? What is interesting for me, Jay, and obviously in professional sports, just like in business, everybody runs their business differently. You're not going to go right. from one office to the next. You know, you could be downtown Phoenix and visit three buildings that look identical, and they could have similar businesses with businesses with inside, yeah. and nobody does things the same you know right uh some people are constantly looking for that next superstar uh forgetting the people they have in the building some are all about promoting the people they have educating them you know bringing them up to speed you know so there's different ways to do it and the cardinals let's just say their method has not seemed i can say it hasn't been consistent um it doesn't seem like it's one of those flourishing environments where you know we get young talent and we just build it and bring it along. Recently, what have we done, Jay? You know, the last couple of years, not this past off season, but it's all been about let's go get some old veterans, bring them in here, yeah. and you know we'll mix them with the young talent, and they'll make the young talent come along. Okay, well, what if the old veterans are so beat up and ragged that they can't, you know, bring the youngsters along, and then the dudes in the middle? Hicks, you know, run down the list of instead of keeping them around to create that environment of, hey, young buck, you need to run with this dude right here. We, we just challenge them right off the bat. You know, nah, you, you, you can stay, but we're not giving you a job. We already promised it. You know, this is our new star and, you know, and then for almost forced them out. So, yeah. you know, as far as development for the Cardinals, I don't see a whole lot of it. You can run down the list, Jay. You and, I, we, you and I joke about this all the time. We're looking at the roster, and we're like, where are all of our young, developed superstars? Guys that we drafted, and we have, you know, Kyler Murray, yes. Run down the list of offensive linemen, Jay, that we drafted, and we're just going to make, you know, we're going to build them up year by year. So right. they're a cohesive unit. Running back, Connor, okay, from Pittsburgh. You run down the list of dudes that we brought in here, and like I said, it's, it's not an environment to me that they're, they're, you know, they're going to, I'll say this. We always talk about the head coach, right? Mm-hmm. And his philosophy. We're always looking, well, what's your identity, right? Right. The GM is the same thing. What's your identity? Are you a dude that goes out there, finds talent, and develops it? Are you the master at going out and getting those free agents that nobody else sees that the, the talent in them or the, the fact that they might be a missing piece for us. Um, I mean, run down the list of scenarios. We just kind of wing it, it seems, every year. In terms I think of- if nothing else, it will be the he's trying to find those free agents 
that maybe have a year or that want to prove it on a, uh, that want to do to try to get a bigger contract on a prove it deal. So we'll bring you here to be able to do that. Those time, time signs. That's, that's, that's his identity. This is one of those times where we had a producer for this show. Cause I'd be like, Aaron, play the Sanford and Son song. Cause it basically it's, Hey, let's go look and see what's in somebody else's backyard. You know what the, or who put this out? You know, we're, uh, you know, because here's the thing, Jay, we talked about this past offseason. We didn't go get anything new and shiny and, you know, sparkly. We just yeah. re-signed the dudes that we had and let the, the I would, what I would call the talent that we had, Chandler Jones, you know, Hicks, you know, we just let those do roll and didn't go pilfer somebody else's, you know, number ones and stuff like that. We just right. waited around to see what was left over. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Will, uh, <laughs> you come yeah, over here, yeah. you know. So, man, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Real quick, breaking news. So, as we as we record this, uh, Isabella is is reported to be joining the Ravens. Okay, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll so keep we'll an see. eye on that. We'll see how that goes. But so let's. So with what you've been hearing, with uh, in terms of your, the car wash that you do with the podcast and the radio shows that you that you appear on, the the Eagles are four and zero. The Cardinals cannot have another slow start, right? Absolutely not. And I mean, they're they're in euphoria over there in Philly, you know, and rightfully so because even you know you look at how they won last week's game. They've won in a different, a bunch of different ways so far. And you can, you know, some people question the 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 teams that they've played: Detroit, you know, uh, Washington, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, this is a team and an organization that's building. And they're in a state of, hey, you know, we're, we're going to be a little, uh, you know, we're not going to the Super Bowl right now, but this looks pretty good. And, right. you know. They've done it, it through the draft. They've done, they've done a lot it of the draft. the draft. And free agency as well. But, yeah. you know, limited free agency. And I will say this much, Jay. You can look at their, like, I, what do I always talk about? They're two different, they're defensive and they're offensive front. That's a lot of homegrown stuff going on over there. Right. You got Travis Kelsey's brother at center anchoring that thing down. He's been there, Pro Bowls and all, all kinds of different things for a number of years. And all they do is, hey, come on in here and join this club. And those dudes do work. Right. And on the defensive side, they've done kind of the same thing. And then you go out and you, you know, instead of scraping on the scrap piece, they said, hey, A.J. Brown. You unhappy over there? You're a friend yeah. of Jay, Jalen Hurts? Come on over here. They've done things in a different, like in a mix of ways. You know, like I mentioned earlier, you can do it this way, you can do it that way, or you can do it in every way. And that's what they've kind of done with this team. And what they're doing, Jay, they're taking baby steps too. Last year, nine and seven, I think it was, and a tough, you know, in a you know, not semi-tough division, but the conference, you know, you got the top heavy with uh, Tampa Bay, Green Bay you know, uh, Rams and San Francisco, they eked their way into the playoffs and actually gave it a shot. You saw they took their lumps, but it's almost like they've been, they're building little blocks at a time, something that I always envisioned us doing out here. They're just doing it in a, in a, a much efficient, more efficient way. And it kind of shows in record and trajectory of the organization after four games of the season. So if we look at, so if we like take a step to look at the, the Cardinals defense, one of the things that we always talk about is the, the, we look at snap counts just for, just for the reason of some of the young talent, how much are they in the game? We, um, the, not this 
most recent game, but the week before that, the game before that, Isaiah Simmons had what 16, 16 snaps. But this most recent week, he had the victory over the Panthers. He had forty three snaps. So we're seeing at least it's it's a a positive. It's it's a it's a positive uh, change there. Do how do you think? Because the 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 Cardinals defense has been the a surprise for lack of a better term by keeping them in some games, not getting blown out for the most part. It, I, your can how what do the Cardinals have to do on defense to be able to give themselves an opportunity against the Eagles? I caution everybody, Jay, because. Last week was a get-right game for us by playing the Panthers because um case people haven't been watching and don't know, the Panthers stink. Sure. I mean, they are horrible. Uh, we went over there and we're still down 10-3 yeah. at the half yeah. to that team. We only put three points on the board. Then we rallied in the second half. And just like everybody wants to do, start beating the chest. Look what we did. We're two and two, you know. Jay. We're getting ready to face a team that's probably probably as efficient as I have seen in recent years. And I'm not blowing smoke because they could come, the Eagles could come in here very easily and take a beating just like everybody else. And it would probably be one of those, wow, we never saw that coming. Yeah. But looking at it, the numbers, you know, most of the time they'll say the numbers don't lie. Man, in this instance, the numbers are not telling the whole truth. I'm not saying they're lying, okay. but they're not giving you the whole truth. That okay. game against the the Panthers last week, you know, obviously we came out, we did this, that, and the other um, against, like I said, a, just a bad team. Their head coach, last week I mentioned, I was like, eh, it's probably not time for him to be putting a house on the market yet, but nah, it's time for that dude to start putting a house on the market and think about where his next move might be, and it might be back to college. That's okay. how bad that whole thing is. So for us to go over there and get that win, that should have been one of those, we went over there and just mollywhopped them. Because they are just that bad. But once again, we skate through. We get the miraculous, you know, second half. Everything starts going our way. Kudos to us because a win is a win is a win. But this is one of those situations where be careful how much credit we give the defense. Bro, we're still still chasing. Like, you talk about identity. Are we a team that puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback? No. No. Can we stop the run? Uh, We're giving up about 4.3. Yard, I think, matter of fact, let me look at it real quick. We're giving up 4.3 per rush, per carry. Right. So basically on first down, if you want five, four and a half, five yards, just go ahead and run it. Second and five, just about every time, right? Right. Um, we're the most uh, blitzing team in the league right now. So second most. Second most blitz-happy team in the league. 42.2% snap of our snaps mm-hmm. we're sending blitzes. Mm-hmm. Now, that means... You don't have comp. You you can't put pressure on them, right? Right. We got to generate pressure, manufacture it. And at the same time, we're exposing a secondary that is, I mean, we, I mean, you look at our turnovers right now. Okay. So I mean, we're not, other than last week, we get graced with uh, playing Baker and the boys, you know, three uh, turnovers or whatever it was. Yeah. We have four sacks on the season, Jay. I didn't say four sacks last week. I said four sacks on the season, which right. let me see. We're the four games in four sacks. Can you do that division <laughs> for me real quick? One sack a game. Yeah, oh, that sounds about right. Four yeah, divided yeah, by yeah. four is one. Okay. And then, I mean, you guys, you look at our cornerbacks. Like I said, uh, we're not taking the ball away from anybody 
you know, what I would call consistently. So you put all those things together, and that's a mm-hmm. recipe for we're getting ready to play a team that didn't even have their best outing last week against the Jaguars. They're mm-hmm. they're like, hey, that was the first game that Jalen really wasn't Jalen, and, you know, we had to rely on the running game a little bit. But this could be about as ugly as you can get. I say that on paper because I know, I know how it's going to happen, Jay. We're going to get into this game, and somehow the Cardinals are going to bring their A game, which I hope they do. I hope they do. And make it a game. But there's always this possibility that the Eagles come here and they do their thing and impose their will on us and outcoach us because we're obviously lacking in that area and, you know, matchup department. Yeah. And we get run out of our own building, along with probably 60% of the fans being Eagles fans in here anyway. So, mm. I mean, this has all the, I, I said to a guy earlier today, I did a, a show that t- this could be one of those games where we're scratching our head at the end because, man, we didn't see that come from the Cardinals. Or this could be a game, man, yeah, the Cardinals showed me exactly what they're all about. And the Eagles came in here and just, you know, raw dog this, bro. Oh man. Okay. No Vaseline. Okay. So you mentioned, so you mentioned, I'm So you mentioned the, uh, the Cliff Kingsbury and not, you're not very confident, uh, about him. So the first, it seems like that, again, that, that fast start, what the, what needs to happen to, to be able to start faster. So you're not down automatically, but before the end of the first quarter, what, what can he do? to be able to get the, put the Cardinals in a good position. Cause it seems as if when the game, when it, when it seems to be getting away, then he seems to be, it frees them up mentally to make those play calls. And we also pointed out that uh, the, maybe it's an aberration or maybe it's a, a sign of things to come where he seems to be, take his time with being decisive when it comes to picking the plays. And then Kyler got a little bit upset, especially when it was time for, time for a play to, to jam this thing into the end zone. What, what can be done? What, what can be done to, to be able to get off to a faster start? This is all about initial game plan, Jay. This is all about Kim Kingsbury fi- stepping up to the plate with a game plan that is not so generic it's not so uh and that and here's the thing jay you got to think about this too it's all about people think you just draw the plays up right right it is more so much more than that as a play caller your job is to one put your weapons in the best of positions to be successful that includes your offensive line if you're looking at your offensive line you're looking at their weaknesses they're going up against a front you all of a sudden get creative with back shipping out of the backfield tight ends chipping before they go out. These are the things, the little things, or, you know, these combo schemes. If they're doing this, we're going to slide right uh, and pick up on the backside with X, Y, Z. If they're doing this, we're going to slide or maybe leave a, a back in the middle to assist with picking up blitz coming from here. So it's more about just the play calling. It's about putting Kyler and all the weapons in the best possible positions. Move them around a little bit. Move them around. Move Different oh, size of the field. I don't know. Whatever. Jay, try to make it a game of where's Waldo. I mean, seriously, we shouldn't just line up and do one little motion. Watch a Chiefs game the next time you get a chance and watch how one play, um, they, they start and, you know, they got three wide. Uh, all of a sudden now they shift. They got a back out to the, on the a wide right, right? 
all of a sudden everybody shifts. Three different guys. The back comes into the backfield. Then you got Kelsey walking across the formation to, and people think, well, what the heck's he walking for? He's walking with a purpose, bro. Right. He's trying to show you whether it's man yeah. or whether it's zone or who you might even know it's man already, but who is covering Kelsey. These are the things you're trying to uncover yeah. within those 40 seconds to get you in the best position to make some plays. Yeah. Kingsbury has to come out and get out of this thing where we come out, we line up, and we run the play. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to get a little more creative than that, honestly. And, right, right. you know, I I just I haven't seen it. They keep calling this dude a genius. And a, he must have left his, you know, you go to somebody's house and, you, you know, you study together. You're like, man, that look, that sounds easy. But you left your study book back at his place, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So give it to me like this. What you got in terms of uh, the outcome of this game? Now I'm gonna, here's where I'm gonna change <laughs> because we got uh, to the yeah. first quarter of the season. Yeah. I had this I had this as a as a cardinal win on the on the little sheet. Uh, so I'm going to change that to a cardinal loss. So a loss against the a loss as the Eagles come into into town. So right now uh, I had. <laughs> For my my picking, I had the Cardinals at uh, one and three coming into this game, and I had them winning this initially. But I'm going to change that to a loss. So of course they're two and two, so they're better than I thought they would be. So your thoughts on this? I'm right there with you, bro. I had them winning their first game last week against the Panthers. Would have put them at one and three, and then I had them winning this one to go to two and three. I'm right there with you after watching how both teams have played. Uh, you know their coaching schemes against ours. Uh, health of players, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to say this is a Eagles win. My, 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 oh, where I'm on the fence is can the Cardinals keep this a close one? And going from win to now loss, you would think, well, you know, it's just a slight chance. Nah, man, this might be one of those where if you have fantasy football players on the Eagles, play all of them. I don't Man. care if they're not even playing in the game. You ain't right, dog. I'm just saying, you might want to play all. Hey, if you got dudes sitting on the bench for the Eagles, you might want to put them in the lineup because by the fourth quarter, he Man. might actually be good. They might be like, hey, go get dressed, man. Come on, get some of this. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I got Cardinals losing by seven points. Seven okay. points. Maybe that's just being being overly you optimistic. Want, you, you want to put something on there? Oh no, I, I'm a, I'm uh, done with that. I'm done I'm with all saying, that stuff. Man. Hey, I'm I can done use with a little. That. I can use a little drink. I mean, I just, <laughs> you're giving them out there, everybody. I know I get one later on the season. Yeah, I'm later just, on the season. I can use a second one though. No, I, you know, you, we, we ain't doing that. Scared? Get a dog, man. Man, I got a dog. You see him? He look, he's, he's small too. You right. saw that dog? I thought that was a. <laughs> That was a rat. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. No, I'll give you a score real quick. I'll say 33-16. Okay. I got 30, uh, yeah, 31-24. And real quick, Jay, I know we got a little bit of time, just a little. I, I just want to remind everybody, we are actually, we're rooting for the Cardinals. Yes. We're just, we are, we have to call it like our minds and our eyes are telling us we see it. That, yeah. it was one thing we were like haters, like, no, we actually want to see the Cardinals successful. What I'm looking at compared to what I'm looking at across the way does not lead me to believe that Cardinals can win this game. Come out and surprise us, shock us. Ooh, look, look, look at you. But wait. But so on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We, as always, are pre- presented by Bet Online. And we always like to say around this time, are you kidding? So we see you after the game. Be easy out there. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.